centuries, mankind has been fascinated with realms outside of our conscious awareness. Through a series of interviews with practitioners, guest speakers, and experts, Liberate the podcast covers all that and more, from health and holistic healing to the supernatural. We aim to educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. of Liberate the Podcast. Today I'm really excited because we're going to have one of our own practitioners and facilitators here with us. Uh, she works at both Liberate Emporium and Liberate Hollywood. Kristen, thank you for joining us. And thank today's you. topic, guys, is going to be spiritually coming out of the closet. And among many other things, I want you to get to know Kristen, all of her healing modalities and different insight. Um, she's definitely one of our um, amazing practitioners and facilitators, one of our best. Uh, she uh, does tarot, she does runes, she does Reiki and other energy healings. She sees things clairvoyantly, gives messages clairaudiently. You know, I mean, really when you're looking for guidance and insight or tapping into that metaphysical realm and utilizing one of your six senses, she's the person to go to. Um, well, I mean, I can't say just her because, you know, there's other people who are going to watch no, this. Plenty others too. There, there's a, all of our practitioners and facilitators are really great. But um, Kristen today is going to be sharing about, because she, she hasn't really spoken publicly about uh, all of these gifts that she has. It's like many people, uh, you have that uh, aspect of your life that you hide from maybe your friends or your family or you know it's just something that maybe they won't accept about you or so you just kind of keep it from them. Not that you're ashamed about it but it just make the peace and, and just be like okay there's this aspect about myself that I'm not going to share but this is a pretty big aspect so uh, I, I you know I, I want to you know thank you for being vulnerable and joining so Kristen, thank you for having me say hello and let them know a Hi. little bit about yourself uh sure so my name is Kristen Mothersbaugh as she said I work at both of her locations and um I love doing this work it really is a fulfilling career choice that I believe in and I genuinely believe in and um I am kind of a person that's interested in many things so I have some different modalities that I can cater to the client say Christina only wanted tarot I could only do tarot or some people don't like tarot they think it's scary so I do an oracle card of angels for them or whatever it is um, but yeah my modalities are tarot reading oracle card reading rune reading like she said um, Reiki healing and I'm finishing up a shamanic healing certification for universal soul retrieval and an angelic healing certification. I also teach yoga and meditation. So that's quite a lot. I yes. understand, but that's me. And, <laughs> nice to meet you. And you know, at the core and the essence of it, even though that there's a lot of different ways to get there, and what I, I, I love about what you were just explaining that sometimes people have an adversity to one aspect because it's something yeah. that maybe is scary to them or that they don't understand fully and so you know having all of these tools let's say in a toolbox are just having different things at your disposal to better relate to the client but either way you're bringing them back to a center point right and helping mm -hmm. guide them and get them the clarity and healing that they need to move forward that's what it's about. That's what it's about. So can we talk a little bit about you getting into this work? Yeah. 
Um, I think I, you've heard my story, but I'll say it for for everyone listening. Um, okay, so I grew up in the Midwest um, and started going to church as a child because my family decided we should have God introduced to us um, when I was like about eight, I believe. So anyway, um, I did get really into it, and um, it was a Methodist church, and I loved it. I got confirmed there, and um, later on we stopped going. And so my my love with God was a little, I, I guess you could say open-ended. I wanted to explore more. I felt there was more to understand about God. Um, and coming from the Bible Belt and moving to Los Angeles, uh, is pretty crazy. <laughs> Before I moved, though, I um, went through a lot of spiritual experiences already. I uh, grew up with my dad being sick from cancer for 15 years, and he passed away when I was 19. But here's the cool part of the story. Uh, my first tarot reading, I got at a Renaissance festival in Kansas City, the Kansas City one, um, from Lady Arachne, I believe her name was, and I, I got like a $10 three-card spread, because I was just curious, I was really curious. Yeah. All my friends were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I think this sounds fun, because I was interested in that sort of stuff, but wasn't really allowed to explore it, right? Gotcha. And um, my reading was crazy. It was like, death, the tower, the devil. And the lady, uh, Lady Arachne, got psychic messages along with it, and um, she pretty much told me someone you're very close with, a family member, is very sick. And of course, that was my father. I knew that, and uh, he's going to pass away next April, May, next spring. And you're so concerned about your acting career, uh, and you're not spending enough time with him, so. You're being guided to really cherish this time with him. Mm. And it shocked me, and I cried, and I was like, what the heck was that? Um, anyway, uh, I, I think I repressed the reading. <laughs> and the next year, he passed away, just as she said, which is very difficult because I was very close to my father, and I loved him very much. Um, and I stuffed my emotions down, and I did not spend the time with him before that I had wanted to, and I should have listened to her, and I realized that like a year later after going through counseling over my father's death, the memories of that reading coming back up, I realized this is real. Readings are real, and I should have listened to that, but it also taught me this beautiful lesson of, you know, that was my path to learn, and my path to understand the amazing divine like power of this of any modality which can be used for good or evil right but i really believe that lady helped me um anywho so wow. back to everything else i've never heard yeah. that story oh i thought i told you that that was no. my first tarot reading i was 19 19 years old yeah and um and then my father passed away uh so after my father passed away um there was a lot of rifts there was a rift with like our church before that, where we had left the church, because uh, there's misunderstandings about money and my father's cancer and all of that. And then my uh, family members, there's a rift with family members. Some of that's still going on uh, from my father's side. But um, also, I grieved differently than my mother and my brother. And I was really searching for spiritual understanding. Like, why would some God, have such an amazing man, my father, who was just my hero, 
Mm-hmm. Why would he have to suffer 15 years of cancer? Like, why? You know, what's mm-hmm. the purpose of that? And when I would look at the Bible, I wouldn't get a straight answer. I would get contradicting information. And yeah. um, I love Jesus, but I was just confused by most of that text. And I needed something more. Back to that, I started searching after my father's death. Um, Ouija boarding, <laughs> which had some crazy experiences with that. I got a little obsessed, and then I let that go. Um, I really got into meditation and yoga, and that's when I got my yoga certification in Springfield, Missouri. Um, and I started, a friend gave me my tarot deck I still use that I have today, and um, said, I think you, you would like this. Taught it to myself for a year, and then started giving readings to friends, and then I move out here and give readings to coworkers. And then it becomes a thing where it's like, I'm giving readings all the time, and people are starting to want to pay me for readings, I'm having these parties with readings. And then I thought, well, I, I'm not happy being a server and all these other jobs I was doing. So I sought out work doing this professionally. That's kind of how it happened. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's, that was it's, a long show. No, spiel. no. <laughs> and so in it, like, you know, uh, well, let's, let's backtrack just a little bit because I think we're, we're, we're missing some valuable uh, stuff for the people that are listening sure. and, and watching is that, you know, it... it you know, you you're given this deck and you explore and you're you're dived into the curiosity of it and everything like that. But then as you start doing readings for people, there there had been a point where you were getting validation and that's why you were asked to do more and more, right? Yeah. And so take me through that and then how you developed, you know, because when when I get a reading with you, it's like you're you go into this a whole state. You're not just reading tarot. <laughs> I used to be that. It yeah. started out that yeah, way. No, so but I mean yeah. where were you starting to pick up these other other messages and when did you know that there was something really there when you know uh you know was there is there a certain reading that stands out in in mind to you is there a certain person or it you don't have to think of their names but like you know there was something where you decided that it wasn't just giving readings to friends it was getting readings to co-workers and it was giving readings and starting to get money for it so like what what was that and where was that um well i think it was mostly at the dip i i've had so many different jobs like yeah anyway uh with a lot of my co-workers i think it was just their emotional reactions yeah. saying that is true and being like whoa that's profound and that really helped me and it's not a to me it's not about predicting the future but i i do like with tarot it can be a tool that you can use to see the most likely timeline on where you're already headed even though mm-hmm. that can always change with free will of everyone involved at least that's my belief system um Anywho, so then I would tell people the most likely timeline, um, even though it could shift, I could show them possibilities, and they were found that really valuable, yeah. and they were like, yes, that happened. It was just a lot of coworkers saying that. Yeah, that's amazing, and I think that's important to note is that you know a lot of times people look at readings as as fortune tellers, right? Yeah. And and you know there that's you know that that does exist and there are people out there that will tell you your your future and there are guidance within readings that will give you like that past present future and that most likely timeline but i think one of the yeah. most valuable things to note is you know what people take away and why people come in for guidance you know like mm-hmm. what do you think of, uh, uh, what would be your answer to that question you know why do people come in for guidance and what it, what is what do they leave with and what do they take away? A lot of people want just confirmation 
that they're doing the right thing. I think that is, sometimes I'd say close to like 60% of my readings mm. be that, just confidence, knowing that they're going the right way, they're doing the right thing, mm. you know? And I want them to feel empowered, not dependent. There are readers and psychics out there that will say, oh, you have like some evil energy here, buy this $3,000 candle, it's gonna cure you, right? I used to go to those here when I moved here and I was like, what? No, that's very disempowering. It makes you dependent on the, yeah. the psychic, and that's not what I want. I want the person that is getting the reading, the client, to understand that they have the power to choose to change their timeline if they don't like it, or be like, oh, I have the confirmation I need, and I feel good about myself. Yeah. So it's all about empowerment. That's the one word I would use that I, I want my clients to leave with. The other reasons, though, clients come in um, would be they, they really just don't understand why something in the past happened and how it's still affecting them and how it's going to affect them in the future. Mm. Maybe they don't even consciously know that it's still affecting them, but it comes up in the reading wow. to be healed. So it's a healing process sometimes as well. Yeah. Yeah. The clarity. Clarity, mm -hmm. understanding why, and clarity, also yeah. gaining that sense of everything's so going to be okay. Yeah, so yeah. Reinforcement. Definitely. And, uh, and, and share a little bit about like uh, uh, the healing aspect of it. Of a reading? Of or a reading. Okay. And, and how, uh, how that it's not limited to just that. And then sometimes you do like combos where you do like actual energy work on yeah. people with it, but even how just uh, a reading can transform and heal too. It can heal through... Through the clarity and the understanding that the person doesn't have to blame themselves. I think that's one of the main themes is a lot of us are carrying a lot more guilt than we realize. And the reading can call out why you're carrying the guilt, what you're doing to exacerbate it, and how to heal that. So in that way, it's a, it's a release. The person realizes, I don't have to carry this. And they can release it in the reading. And it's a therapy session, too. And that's also how it can be healing, is sometimes people just... Need to be heard. They want someone to talk to, yeah, someone to listen, and then they want to know that they're okay and they're on the right track. And that's healing in itself. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people don't, don't share their vulnerabilities of what's really going on in their life you know yeah. with I mean there there are the people that you know yeah you have a good group of friends and core group or whatnot but sometimes do you do you, do people feel comfortable sharing you know their problems and their traumas be it for fear of bringing down the group or mm -hmm. maybe they share a certain aspect of it but they're insecure they're they're ashamed of a certain aspect and I think that you know talking to a virtual stranger is you know they, there's a there's a it's it's interesting because there is the stranger you should there's a perception that you won't be as comfortable with but there's some kind of weird bonding comfort that happens when a person starts to tell you things about yourself that that you don't even admit to yourself you know yeah <laughs> and yeah. and that suddenly I think that the veil gets lifted and people are like well I can't hide anything from this person so I might as well just be open and honest <laughs> yeah yeah some people do that they do hold up a front yeah <laughs> but then it's fine no but I mean and then yeah. and then there is you know but I'm saying the the rapid amount of 
comfort that somebody has with a reader or with you probably right off the bat is that you're you're sharing about their life and then suddenly you know it doesn't matter if you only met them just five minutes ago they can be vulnerable and open and share with you what's really going on and they might not even be comfortable sharing with their best friend that exactly yeah that's that's what I hope. I hope people feel comfortable in my readings enough yeah, to do that. Yeah, they do. You know they do. <laughs> um, so d- share with us a little bit about, you know, I started out t- saying that the topic today was about coming out of the spiritual closet, mm-hmm. okay? It is also about getting to know you and, of course, what you do, but um, I want to, I want you to share a little bit about what, what, what do you think when I say that? What does that mean to you? coming out of the spiritual closet? Um, so, I, I've been interviewed a couple times before the few years I've done this work professionally. And it's been about more of like my history, my father's death bringing me to this work and the work that I do, the modalities. But spiritually coming out of the closet is about releasing any inhibitions about people judging me and just saying what I actually believe to be true and that's a little scary Mm -hmm. that's why it's coming out of the closet it's a little scary yeah Yeah. so in in I would love to dive into that a little bit you know um not just you know about you but also like when we look at at people in society you know like there's so much like I started out saying in the in the intro is you know there's these aspects of ourself that people don't allow to be fully seen by others and for for fear for for shame or for guilt or for whatever that emotion is um, and it really creates a disconnect from fully acceptance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, you know, if we look at, you know, and I know that you've been uh, more open to family and people and, and in your life about what you do, uh, but being vulnerable and sharing now on this forever living in the media of the internet, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what are some of your worries about you know what comes to your mind because other people might be listening and they it might not be about spirituality it might be another aspect of their life where they feel like oh they're they're ashamed of that i mean even me i've been you know openly gay for you know god you know way over a decade and but i find myself still if i'm in certain meetings or things like that that I will uh, make my partner gender neutral. I will not yeah. say the, the you know, like, and I, so I find myself, and it's interesting, like, you know, like when, and then sometimes people will call me out and be like, you know, I, I know that, you know, dating a woman, so like, I mean, they yeah. don't know that, but like if they, they, they say that, and, um, but it's oftentimes that person, whether it's a new business associate, new investor, new something like I, I keep that, you know, mm-hmm. until I feel like it's, you know, but I notice, you know, because there's a level of acceptance, right? So I have my own closeted times, you know, yeah. um, but share with me a little bit about what your fears are of, of that and what that means. Cool. Thank you for sharing your story, by the way, too. Um, for me, uh, the fears come from 
growing up in the Bible Belt um, and having some judgment of my own that I've carried that I'm still working on releasing of people that do this work professionally. Um, it's a judgment that I've heard from loved ones even that um, when I am listening to psychic messages, it's not someone's angels or guides, that it's like the devil. It's that whole thing. Like, mm. um, I mean, It comes from fear of the unknown, and I understand that. I, I get it, because I used to view that like that as well. Uh, but I think what really... What really needs to be expressed for me is that I do really genuinely believe in this work and I do do psychic work and I think that's something that I've kept hidden even while I've done tarot and like you said like now I'm like channeling stuff in my tarot. I usually like like you did with your partner I kind of steer clear of the psychic stuff and I say you know I'll read cards Right, and yeah. uh, and so I kind of I don't include a lot of the the beauty of the work, um, which really started when I got Reiki certified in 2016. That's when all the psychic stuff really opened up for me. So it's still somewhat fairly recently, yeah. and that's why I'm still dealing with this. But it's a bit scary because coming out <laughs> spiritually, some people will say it's. Like, how do you know what you're talking to and what you're channeling? And um, is it evil? And all of these questions. And I have to be prepared to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's that that inner inner knowing when there's not an exterior, like an outer knowing, right? You know. Yeah. And and it's uh, and it's having that. Actually, this is a good thing, you know. Like, this is a level of. 100% acceptance and trust within thyself, right? Mm-hmm. And, and authenticity. Yeah, authenticity, yeah. but knowing that you're okay and mm-hmm. what you do is okay, right? And because I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm mapping this back into me, and it's like knowing that my lifestyle and, and my preference is okay, right? You know, like, yeah. do, do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's a level of because there's still relatively more acceptance within that and there's becoming more acceptance within spirituality i mean i think that this is that like for for like the first time you see on like uh when they do like uh surveys and and polls and stuff like that the largest growing sector for like a claim of towards religion would be spirit spiritual non-denominational spirituality Mm -hmm. and and uh it's on this rise while a lot of associations with certain religions are seemingly on a decline there's certain areas in the world where they're on 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 rises or whatever but because they're you know that and that's not saying at all religion there's great things in all religion I'm not knocking, yeah. knocking anything like that but I'm just saying that that claim towards one sector versus uh, openness towards uh, just spirituality and whatever that energy and the the universal truths are instead of uh, order and because of that it's becoming more accepted in society right yeah but it's still looked at very weird in many areas, right? Yeah. 
and that's like the same thing like you know in los angeles it's a very um you know uh gender accepting like you know uh city you know like mm-hmm. gay lesbian bi straight whatever the case may be it's it's very accepting but if i plot myself into i don't know uh, back home in wisconsin you you, you, you like you know yeah you could go miles yeah. without seeing like a gay person <laughs> like yeah. you know like yeah. you know i mean whether you know that or not but i mean it's not as like you know there's might be like you know one gay bar in like I don't know like a <laughs> ten mile twenty mile radius yeah, you know no, like, I, you, I know what you mean you, you know so yeah. uh, there's those differences and I think that um, yeah so I mean t- talk to me a little bit more about uh, where you're coming into more acceptance with everything and how you know what you're getting is of the light let's just say thank you. Um... I'm I'm becoming more vocal about what I believe and that I think there is beauty in all religions just like you do. Um, but I I love my path, which is a spiritual path. And just it's about being proud of my path. Like shining <laughs> my light and my beliefs and my authenticity of love of what I choose to use as my my connection to god the universe whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. it's like expressing my love for that is really yeah. what it's about and i've been to be honest i've been scared to do that because i do love this so much it's such a huge part of my life mm. and it's it was meant to happen and i know that but um <laughs> I think it's just like a fear of, of losing my loved ones, of them renouncing me, um, that I have to come over and just, I have to get over that and be myself. And that's very difficult. And just show that I love this and this is what I do and I believe in it. And how I know it's of the light, it's literally like being able to feel and sense energies, that's a big part of it. Uh, feeling when something is not of the light is very obvious compared to of the light once you really hone these senses and abilities which I believe everybody has and everyone can do I was learned I've always been empathic but I learned this yeah. um, well and you have some attunements that opened you up to receive well yeah Reiki yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, I mean it's, it lies within everyone I believe if we choose to go down this path which no one has to uh, also, it's like I always do protection um, around myself. I cleanse myself. I pray and I ask that it is of God, of the universe, of love, of light only. Yeah. And I pretty much place like a shield around the space. And so, yeah. I, I mean, someone could say, well, that's not real. But it's real to me and my connection to God. Yeah, so it and, is real because I feel it. And I have a, I tend to get issues with people say real, not real. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure people have heard me say this in other other podcasts, but I mean, like, it, all of the matter of humanity, like all of it, 7.2 billion people fit in the density of a sugar cube. Like that's all we are physically. Like that's the physical mass of humanity wow. fits into a tiny sugar cube. You know, we're we have we're floating around on this this 
this globe. I mean, we just sent the uh, sh or that little um, probe thing to Mars. It landed right. on Mars like two <laughs> days ago or whatever. By the time you watch us, weeks ago. But uh, you know, so I mean, there's all of this expansive universe outside of us. There's all of these things that we really don't understand. Right. And and yet, you know, like why not be open? I mean, the fact that like I have no idea how my cells know to be skin cells or my my heart knows how to be a heart or why the hell my food digests in my stomach and then like it carries through like I mean the whole like our existence if you really think about it we don't really understand even ourselves you know and yeah. so there, there's so many other things and and why can't it be real you know like and the more that we tap into these knowns the reality of which we live and what we think is real might not even be real, right? And so, mm -hmm. and so, the, the just opening consciousness and awareness and saying, well, there's so many things that we don't understand. But another thing to touch on is like, so, you, so, you, so you, you do these protective shields. You know, you've gotten a discernment of of energy and understanding. Like this feels good. This feels light and 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 positive and expansive and this feels dark and whatever those those yeah. feelings and testers are but the other thing is even beyond all of that whether the shield or whether the invocations whether the you know sensing of that you can also know about your clients and the results that they're getting in their life are their lives falling apart or are they getting better yeah right if, if, I mean, I don't think, I think you would get discouraged pretty fast and if you're like coming from this pure loving space, if everything that was coming out was actually ruining people's lives instead oh, of that, yeah. then, then I think you would know. That would be awful. <laughs> they shouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah. Then you would know, like, you know, okay, there are people that are like that, but they, they don't have a problem ruining people's lives, okay? But mm. when you're coming from that heart-centered space and your intention is to do good for good for greater good, then it's like... It, it, that expansion energy you, you're gonna notice right mm -hmm. and and so the clients just their physical like let's take the supernatural out of it even though we're talking about openness of spirituality and channeling and gifts and psychic messages and things like that but what are the physical results in our 3d reality you know are people better off or less off better in my and, experience and then that's all you yeah. need to know that's that, that that's it like everything else whether somebody subscribes to what how you know or not know that's one way of knowing yeah okay. yeah and my goal ultimately is that no one even needs to come to me right that they can do it themselves and some of my clients are starting to do that and they just want me to confirm yeah. <laughs> what they're already starting to get and know and feel and and be in their life uh, but there is nothing wrong with asking for a helping hand like I still get healings and readings I'm oh, just yeah. as human as everyone else you know well and that's, uh, that's you know like uh, we all we're we're pactual beings right and so there nothing is created by somebody's self right and yeah. we all we all need to be a support for others and we all need a support at times and that's why we live in this polarity of a universe where it is about equal and opposite reaction. I mean, that's one of the f fundamental laws of physics, right? Mm -hmm. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction, okay? So if you give out, you'll 
you need to receive and yeah. and if sometimes you need somebody to be there for you guess what you're probably gonna need to be there for somebody else too and and it's it's part of how whatever we live wherever we live whatever this existence is you know mm-hmm. no I totally agree with you and I actually think a lot of people are opening up to that I love the rise of the internet for spirituality because I see that as a way people can start to learn more than you must believe this. Like, yeah. you must follow this dogma. It's like, no, I can think for myself and I can research and find what is true. And, and true for you. And true for you. And true yeah. for you right now, too. Like, because that can I, always change, too. I think people get caught up with what is the ultimate truth or not truth. I mean, uh, again, like just because we're talking about, uh, I mentioned science and stuff like that. How many times have scientific theories of what we thought was reality years later, decades <laughs> later, centuries later is completely like, I mean, at one point we thought that we were the center and the sun right. circled around us. Another point, we thought that the world was flat. Another thing, like, mm-hmm. like every, oh, we're even like uh, the, you know, Pluto becomes a planet and not a planet every whatever, you know, yeah. like. Uh, they even now they thought that the smallest molecule was an atom and now it's not you know like so it's like with more things that we we discover you know there's circles of truth and that there's truths that go within truths and there's times of which that works for us and times that that doesn't right exactly yeah because this is how I look at it this is our 3d reality this matrix we live in and this is a world of relativism I was just reading uh, Conversations with God. I was talking with Rebecca about it. And um, this is a great point that um, God makes in Neil's book. And that um, in, in the realm of higher dimensions, mm-hmm. when you are not bound by physical reality, you're one with God. Mm-hmm. It's absolute. But here we live in relativism. <laughs> so things aren't always that polarity of black and white. There's so many shades of gray. And there's so many beautiful ways to learn the lessons that we want to learn when we come here. And to connect with others and to play. Yeah. You know, that this could be a playground. And that's mind-blowing, you know, because most people don't think of life like that. No, because I think people get so caught up in restrictions and limitations and judgments. Mm -hmm. We're here having a liberation within your own judgment and my own judgment to hopefully inspire other people to step aside of their own judgments, right? That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Because if, you know, like thinking about that and going back to... The worry and I know that you got teared up a little bit about family acceptance or different you know mm-hmm. it, when you think about it how people can learn and grow is by other individuals standing in certainty and then being more of a strong anchor of knowing that forces somebody to see something differently because the views and the judgments that they once had, maybe they can't hold on to because, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's helping everyone to grow. Everybody grows with that. Yeah. It uh, can be uncomfortable, and I'm still nervous, to be honest. But, um, yeah, it's helping, helping all of us to be our authentic selves and to really find what is our truth. 
What do we really believe? Yeah. What's our connection? What's our connection? What's our truth? Who are we? Like, how can we live and just let live, right? Yeah. How can we find that play that Conversations with God talks about? Yeah. I really recommend that book, actually. It's really good. <laughs> it is. I, I, I listen to the audio version on Audible. A little plug for oh, that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> when I hike, I like to, to listen to audiobooks. Um, and so that was, that was one of the ones I listened to recently, and I really liked it. Yeah. Books and the internet, it's beautiful. Like, my one of the first texts that I read that really, I would say, like, woke me up was uh, Sylvia Brown books after my father passed away too that really was like this resonates as truth for me and it may not for everyone else but to me like I could feel it in my soul and that's what I encourage everyone else to do is find what is it that is like yes that is true for me yeah and I still carry the tenets of like Sylvia Brown books with me as truth because that's that's what I feel is true yeah, and we and yeah. we get that it it rings with us, it resonates with us, it hits us on like some yeah. core impact, and and you know it's like those emotions are so strong. It's like learning to listen to that and letting that be your guiding light instead of whatever other confusion. Because who's to say what other people are trying to impose or think or believe is really our guiding light? Yeah, it can help us to to either resonate or not resonate with that. Yeah. And that's all okay. That's the crazy thing is I don't want to judge. And if someone doesn't agree with me, that's okay. That's their path. Yeah. And that's okay. So I'm still coming into that acceptance of myself. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Thank <laughs> you for being so vulnerable. And uh, Yeah, no problem. And back to a little bit more on, on sessions just mm-hmm. so that people... You know, so you also do energy work too, and you're learning some new modalities. Yep. And so, um, one of the questions that I often get is, when is good for healing? Like, you know, uh, like good question. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, anytime. A lot of people come in for a reading, actually, but what I feel more guided to give them is a healing, because they think they need answers, but really there's um, some energy that needs to be re- like released or. Um, shifted, I guess uh-huh. I should say. Um, but they don't realize that because they're in their mind a lot yeah. of the time. Um, so one of the biggest signs that when someone comes in, I feel like they need a healing is oh, they've just had a traumatic event happen. I mean, that may seem obvious, but some people want readings instead of healings. Um, but half the time, they're not even ready to process like what a reading is going to tell them. Yeah. And they, um, they just need some comfort, some love, some healing before they're ready for that guidance. So they're open and ready to receive it in a way where they can make sense of it and find clarity with it, you know? Yeah. And what do you think a healing does for an individual? Like, what is it in your, your experience? Because, I mean, this is, mm. you know, if somebody had no basis of what are we even talking about when we say energy healing? Well, it's... <laughs> It's a channeling of divine energy. Um, Reiki is universal life force. It's you know you can call it chi, ki, love and light. Um, it's it's all like a channeling of love, is what I want to call it. And um, in a healing, depending on the modality, it's going to 
release and detox all of your energy levels, including your physical body, from anything keeping it from its highest vibrating timeline and happiest sense of alignment. Mm -hmm. And um, if you feel out of balance, out of whack, maybe you didn't have a traumatic event happen, but something feels off in your life, uh -huh. um, it could just be a little bit of an imbalance of your energy is focused more in one area than another, or there could be some trapped energy somewhere. And so it's just rebalancing, realigning, detoxing, and then flooding with new bright energy to re-energize and rejuvenate you. Okay, okay. Is that too long of an explanation? No. <laughs> and, and, cool. and uh, you know, we need that because just like we need physical showers, we need energetic, we need realignment. We're these energy centers. Yeah. I mean, we're these little energy beings. That's why we're hot, right? We're, mm -hmm. we're a little conduit of energy, so sometimes we need that. No, I totally agree, and they are very, va very valuable. Um, most people think they don't need them, but I, I would recommend just trying it out and seeing how you feel after one. Yeah, if you haven't, and I think people should should get it regularly, like you know, at least a couple times a month if they can afford it. You know, like because. It, it recenters somebody. If yeah. people, people go to therapy regularly, sometimes once a week, sometimes once every couple weeks, and it's a recheck to let them vent and dump, and I think that that's for their mind, and I think that energy work is for their body, their mind, and their soul, you know? Yeah, all. I agree. <coughs> um, I had a point to make with that, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Little people back. lean. <laughs> You know, so like if somebody's sitting at home, they're wondering like when, you know, it's a, a, you said a traumatic experience and a traumatic yeah. event that sometimes people are, are seeking clarity to understand that right away, but they, they would be better served just having some beautiful, loving energy and realigning their self so that they can better integrate and almost like getting their body out of shock, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, and then what, uh, what are some other times that are good for healings? Uh, well, like you said, it can be a regular maintenance if the person doesn't have their own regular self-healing that they do. Um, then I would recommend it if, if there's any stress. If there's any stress in any, anywhere in your life, whether it's your finances, your relationship, work, home, whatever. If there's some stress, there's something there. Yeah. And we can work on that and in and, and that way I talk with the client and if they don't want a healing cool we'll go reading route you know whatever yeah. they resonate with I follow it's their service but um, I, talking with the client is really helpful for me because they may think nothing's wrong with them but when I really start asking them questions I will hear there is stress in some area of their life that we can either cleanse and rejuvenate or um, talk about just realigning and balancing yeah yeah I, yeah, I, I love that I think uh, the, the stress aspect you know the um, the energy like when they need energy so when we go back to stress 
on that, I was grabbing my train of thought because I was like, you I have something, and then I like forgot it for a second. It's cool. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a lot of times, like, healings, if you're stressed, sometimes you're not sleeping right. If sometimes you're not sleeping right, then there's other areas in your life that are out of whack. And that sometimes mm-hmm. is putting one thing. We, we are this, like, um, microcosm macrocosm right how you do one thing is how you do everything but also if one little wheel is out of whack almost oftentimes everything is out of whack and so you know if we can kind of put things back into balance there's a ripple effect that occurs yeah in I, people's I've lives. seen that many a times too yeah. yeah and I felt it by a receiver of healings too it's amazing yeah totally agree okay and so if uh so we've kind of covered a lot of things a lot of ground today but if there was a little bit more that you would want to leave people with what would it be follow your own truth and do whatever you need to do to feel free Mm -hmm. to be yourself and empowered that's about coming out of the closet <laughs> there's so many ways you could do that yes being yeah. true to you and where can people mm-hmm. find you Kristen oh you can find me here at the Liberates Liberate Hollywood in Hollywood <laughs> and Liberate Emporium in Los Feliz and um, I'm working on getting an online stuff ready to go okay. but um, we'll update that own. later on in the future yeah but, but you can always find me here I work I work every week, multiple days, so I'm here. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. And I hope that this inspires people to realign and come in truth with their self, but also uh, having a lot more understanding and awareness of what readings are and healings and an understanding of who this beautiful soul is. So you can trust yourself. You can trust your, your life and, and your problems or circumstances with her. Thank you. Thanks, Christina. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Join us next time. If you like this podcast, please like it. Uh, It helps other people find it. If you would be so kind to leave a little bit of comment, even if it's a few words, helps our rating go a little bit higher. Thank you, and we'll see you soon.